This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm News Nation senior national correspondent Brian Enton, and every week I'll take you behind the scenes of my life on the road, working on the stories that you care about the most. Here's where I'll share all the great interviews that don't make the final cut and tell you the stories behind what you're seeing on News Nation every day. It's all part of the puzzle I'm putting together to keep you informed. This is Enton Across America. Hey everybody, I hope you're having a good week. I am back from CrimeCon. I was at CrimeCon this past weekend. If you don't know what that is, it's this big true crime conference. This year uh, it was in um, Orlando. There's about like 5,000 true crime followers there. It was interesting. You know, I'd never been to CrimeCon before. I did not really know what to expect. I had no idea. At first I thought like, sounds kind of cheesy crime con is it like comic con i was honestly um i was kind of nervous about going just because i you know i take these cases so seriously that we cover um and i just like i was like is it kind of jokey um but all my friends who had been before and colleagues were like no no it's it's really serious it's um it's like a legit conference you you should go so i went uh and it actually was really really um interesting and cool um a lot of really good panels a ton of lawyers and prosecutors and victims and victim advocates were there and I learned a lot. Uh, News Nation had a really awesome booth. A lot of my colleagues were there. They did a great job um, and we we met so many people, not just News Nation fans, which was really cool to interact with them face to face. And if you're listening and I met you this weekend, thanks so much for coming and saying hi. It was it was awesome to meet so many people face to face. But also um, so many story ideas um, that I got about cold cases. I mean, there were people there walking around with flyers for um, missing relatives uh, or, you know, flyers for family members who were murdered and their cases haven't been solved in years and just wanting attention and wanting coverage. So I left with uh, a ton of flyers and business cards and I really look forward to covering some of those stories. Um, So it it felt like it was really worthwhile in that way. Uh, I also gave like a speech, which I was nervous about, I'm not really big into public speaking, which I know it sounds weird because I uh, like I'm not nervous with the camera. But when it's like a big room full of people, I get a little nervous. And it was a really big ballroom. And I had to speak for an hour and I was I thought, oh, my gosh, like, it's what am I going to say for an hour? But I, I actually ended up talking the whole time once I got comfortable kind of about behind the scenes of crime reporting. And I talked about Gabby Petito and um, the crazy uh, Casey White story and uh Koberger and, and the Idaho uh, situation. So it was cool to tell people a bunch of be- behind the scenes stories and kind of what it's like on the road uh, and, and just to interact with everybody. I also did a panel called uh, The Eight Simple Rules for Being a True Crime Addict. I teamed up with the National Center for Victims of Crime, um, which was uh, really, really neat. That was on Sunday um, and talked about like how you can, you know, 
follow these stories and be really interested, but do it in a responsible way that's victim focused um, and respectful. So that that I felt like was really worthwhile. And then probably like the I mean, I hate to say my favorite part of the weekend, but like really the most meaningful part of the weekend was I met Gabby Petito's parents for the first time, which surprised a lot of people that I'd never met them face to face, but I hadn't. Um, I talked to them on the phone a ton and we've been texting, talking on the phone for years, Um, but I had never met them actually face to face and they were there. They were also on a panel and um, it was so cool to meet them. I mean, I just, you know covering their story so closely and feeling like I, I knew them and like I knew Gabby um, and just to get to give them a hug was so cool. I tweeted out a picture. It was it was really a special moment. I, I feel like I'll be bonded to them forever. Um, and uh, that that was definitely the highlight for sure. I'll never I'll never forget that moment when I first met them on uh, it was on Friday and then we hung out through the whole weekend. We ended up uh, going out for drinks together and just sort of, you know, every usually when I text and call them, it's or interview them through Zoom or whatever. It's, you know, it's serious stuff. It's I'm, I'm still following the case, the civil trial. So it was nice to just get to know them on a personal level and not be talking about what happened to their daughter and just get to kind of hang out. That was really um special. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, Stacy Chapin was also there. That's Ethan Chapin's mom. Uh, Ethan Chapin, of course, is one of the um, victims from Idaho, from from Moscow, Idaho, at the University of Idaho, the murders that I've been covering. And uh, it was also really um, special to meet her. Uh, Again, someone who I had had contact with through email and that kind of thing, but to spend time with her face-to-face, she was there with her best friend. Um, It was interesting, like... A lot of people were surprised that she went to CrimeCon, but she told me, I mean, look, they, if people were going to be talking about her son, she wanted to be there to represent him and to tell the real story of who he was. I mean, she didn't want to talk about Koberger, obviously, and you can't blame her, but she wanted to talk about Ethan um, and uh, talk about what an amazing person he was. And it was just, I think she, she's obviously still grieving. I think this was all part of the grieving process. She met Joe Petito, too, while she was there, which, which I think was a really important connection for her to make. But um, I asked her on Friday when we were just talking kind of um, just casually and getting to know each other. I'm like, hey, would you want to do an interview while you're here? No pressure at all. Like, I didn't want to pressure at all. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. 
Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Um, I think she was caught a little off guard. And I'm like, no, no, don't. You don't have to decide right now. Like, you know, just over the weekend, if you decide you want to do it, let me know. And then um, on Saturday, her and her best friend came and found me. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we want to do it. So we ended up meeting up later that day uh, and doing an interview and again, I, I really just wanted to focus on Ethan. She's got this foundation. She's written a children's book. Um, and it was a really nice conversation. Um, listen to uh, what uh, what Stacey Chapin and I talked about. What has it been like being here at CrimeCon? <laughs> it's interesting because I didn't know what to expect. Um, I was coming for... Um, I do love the panel that I'm sitting on. Um, that felt right to me, talking about... Kind of, I mean, I uh, triumph isn't my favorite word, but like the great things that can come out of tragedies, which we've worked very hard in our family to do, work on. Um, potential advocacy groups um, that feels very empowering to me. There's a community here of people that um, I wanted to meet potentially. I don't know where that will go from here. I just. Um, they reached out to me and then we had a lot of conversations. I was apprehensive um, about coming and you know they just assured me that it was going to be okay. There's a lot of people here who have treated me with kid gloves, if they, if you will, right? Yeah. What does it feel like that knowing that so many people are interested in the case and, and really like feel like they know your son and are so hurt by what happened to right. That's an interesting, um, people often ask me what it feels like to be in the middle of this. I actually have never watched true crime in my life. I mean, it's hard for me to understand why you'd want to. And yet now, weirdly, we're kind of at the epicenter of this and this, our kids' story. Um, it is interesting I, I, because you can't control some of the things that are said. And Ethan was genuinely like, the greatest kid you could have ever met. I mean, and it's it's hard to read something and be like, well, you, you clearly obviously didn't, you don't know him because you wouldn't say that about him. I mean, you know, if you knew him personally, you would only be like, wow, he literally was the greatest person. And so, I don't know, it is interesting. I, I don't know, it's a, it's a very profound kind of feeling to be that person. But at this point, all you can do is try to take that energy and turn it into something positive, make something great out of it. Which is what you're yeah. doing through the foundation. Yes, yeah, we've created a foundation in Ethan's name. Um, and it's funny because very early in this, you know, after November, somebody said to me, and I can't tell you who it was, I have no idea, you know, somebody just was like, oh, you're going to need a foundation. And I was like, I don't, you know, I think I probably said something like, I don't even know what that is. Like you're in this just fog. And then all of a sudden one day in late May, we woke up and I was like, Jim, we need a foundation. <laughs> I mean, and I think a lot of it is because people genuinely want to help. 
But in a situation like this, there's what do you do to help? And so I think we quickly realized that, you know, potentially giving money, you know, to a to a foundation, you know, we have filed our 501c3, we're waiting on it. Um, it's pending. Um, but I think people, that was a way for people to help us personally, you know, through the bulbs and the flowers and the sweatshirts and the things that we've done where, you know, this, we joke about, we did just hire the kids' first grade teacher as a foundation director. I, I personally could not do all of it, or Jim. And um, we joke about building the plane as we fly it. <laughs> But the goal comes, so we've, we've given two scholarships so far. The goal is, you know, come April, you know, to, um, you know, raise enough money that we can invest it and, and give as many scholarships out as kids, you know, want. It's amazing that you've been able to have that positive energy in that way, like pretty quickly, it seems like. Yes. Is that just how Ethan was? Or, I mean, is, are you channeling him, in a, do you think, in a way? That's or? funny. My husband just said that to me yeah. <laughs> the other day. And uh, we have had this conversation about it's easy to talk about Ethan and channel him. I, yeah, I guess, because he was just, he literally was the greatest kid. But it's also how we molded our family. Get up, put your best foot forward, and do your very best. Um, we would joke in our family and say, you know, somebody would question about whether or not they had to do something. And they said, you know, you do it because it's the right thing. It isn't necessarily going to be the easiest thing, but you do it because it's the right thing to do. And, and it was just a model that we, we had for our family, you know, get up, do the right thing. But in May, Jim and I, we were watching the sunrise one morning, which became kind of a thing when you're going through this process over morning coffee. And we just decided today's the day. We are gonna now look forward instead of backwards. We have this tragedy. We cannot change the outcome. We've talked about that a lot. Um, and we have two beautiful kids who still deserve this, um, the most amazing life. They deserve a better life even than we anticipated because of this. Yeah. So, and Jim and I, we, you know, we do too. I have a wonderful relationship with Jim and you know, we had kind of shipped the kids off and they were doing great. And we were like, okay, now we get to focus on ourselves. You know, we had plans and they've kind of been put on hold now temporarily. But um, yeah, you mentioned you had seven days of that feeling. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I, we talk about it a lot. Um, it was parents weekend, which was November 6th. It was a Sunday. And we'd had the most amazing parents weekend with our kids, all three of them and Zana as well. She was a part of it. And, um, we got up Sunday morning and we always had a deal on Parents Weekend. We never saw them Sunday morning, they're college kids, and we always wanted to leave very early and get back. We'd done it. And we were heading out of town and we literally turned to each other. It was, uh, well, it will be a year ago, um, fall Parents Weekend. And we were driving out of town and we just were like, my God, we've done it, Jim. We've, we've done it. We have succeeded as parents. We high-fived each other in the car. And we were like, they are, they're self-sufficient, they have each other, they're doing well in school, they're kind, um, and they have enough now to be able to stand on their own two feet, and, you know, they have each other. And so we, we genuinely felt this moment of, like, euphoria that is, was quite profound, um, where you, we worked hard as parents to produce incredible kids, and I felt like that's also... This is a little side note, but Maisie and Hunter's success at this point, I think, is a huge reflection of the foundation of our family. Um, 
and we just, but we, we did, we literally, we celebrated the fact that we had done it. We, I mean, not that we weren't done parenting under any circumstances. I never think that you do that. But we had this moment like, this is incredible. Yeah. And you mentioned Ethan's siblings. He was a triplet. Um, he's a triplet. He, yeah, he's a triplet. Yeah. Um, was, yes. Yeah. I don't know how you now talk it's about hard, that. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I just think when I was in college, like I was so young, it's different to process something when you're that age. Like, how are his siblings doing? The siblings are amazing, to be honest with you. Under these circumstances, they are resilient. They have a, a foundation that cannot crumble underneath them. And I think they know that. Um, we very, in fact, we told them immediately. Um, I, what, uh, you know, it's hard to process what has just happened to our family, but it will not sink us in, under any circumstance. Um, it's definitely had some moments. I wouldn't be, you know, I, I can't tell you that there haven't been, we have had a couple of moments that we had to regroup and the university has been amazing and the police departments and Idaho State Patrol, everybody has been like, whatever your family needs, we are there for you. I and mean, they've been amazing. Um, but overall, those kids, I, Jim and I have talked a number of times about what it feels like as parents to lose a child. I honestly cannot tell you what it must feel like because I'm not one to be a multiple and lose a piece of that. To lose a piece of that. To lose one of three or, you know, if you were, yeah. yeah. I, I can't. We've just had to just put every support system in place and tell them you will go on and be fine and we will we all have each other and we will be a, the very best version of what this new family looks like I don't want to say new family different family looks yeah. like it's a different dynamic now without Ethan yeah I didn't think about it like that I guess I was just thinking of them as siblings but you're right like when you're a triplet it's a different it's a different kind of there is there is a language that they share that is different I mean, we've watched it over the years. Um, I was just, just thinking, you know, you were talking to the Petitos. Um, like, does, is it, it must be interesting talking to other families who have had, like, really high-profile losses yes. and tragedies. Mm -hmm. Is it, like, helpful at all? Is it interesting, I guess? Yeah. Um, it's very, I, I guess, yes, it's interesting. There is, I guess, a little bit of comfort. I think unless you have been... Th literally thrust overnight into a situation like this that is so profoundly like media or you know oriented and story a sensational story that is not only national but I would say an international story um, it is but I, I haven't had that conversation up until last night you know so it is I loved we were just obviously we were just talking to Joe Petito right now and um, there is. There's something there. I, I, it will go beyond today and, and the days that, that come, that we are in this incredible situation. Incredible is, I'm not sure that's the right word. <laughs> right, you uh, don't really want to be in this situation, but... We don't. That's yeah. the conversation that Joe and I literally just had. We wish, I wish I did not know you. I wish I did not know that, you know, that we were in this situation together, but we are. That's the conversation we just had. 
and you literally have to put your best foot forward. Yeah. You have to say, okay, we can do something better for somebody else down the road and make the world a better place for people. We just, you just have to. And just my last question, yeah. the children's book, I forgot to ask mm. you about that. Yeah, so tell me good. a little bit about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, my, one of my really good friends, very early on again, going back probably to November, I would say, I can't tell you the exact date, sent me a news release from a news, or I don't, and I can't even remember, I, you know, it's all, but it was a news release that an author had been given the rights to tell the story. And it was in that moment, you know, so it had to have been maybe the end of November. The story of what happened? Yes, yeah. the story of what happened in Idaho. Okay. Um, that's, that this author had been given the rights to tell this story. And this is a very difficult thing because you, as a parent, you literally think to yourself, why does somebody who doesn't know our son get to, and, and the other kids I would imagine too, I, we, you know, but speaking just for Ethan, why does somebody who doesn't know Ethan get to tell his story? Like, that should be us. It should be us who be able to control the narrative and, you know, keep his integrity and his magnanimous personality. We should be the ones telling that story. Uh, I did a little bit of research, you know, we did, and um, you quickly realize you have no control over it. In fact, we had a number of people, we're lucky to have some people in our family who had some inside information and they're like, from right this second on, you ignore what you hear. You have no control over it. But I, it, it festered a little bit, and I thought, I have, maybe it's my former, I was an educator and a principal, and I thought, I have a story to tell, and I, it just came to me. All I can do is equate it to like a country artist who goes through their greatest breakup, or like a breakup, and they yeah. write their greatest hit. Like It's this emotional thing that just came out. It's literally a biography. Every word of that children's story is true regarding Ethan, um, but it's not meant to be a sad story. It's just meant to be, it represent Ethan, which was literally just live your very, very best life. And Ethan, he did that. <laughs> He had life. He definitely was living his best life. Yeah. And so I, I just did. And I had a girlfriend who had a little um, boutique publishing company. And it was, she was one of those people that when I called her, she was like, oh, this is how I can help you, you know. And so we published it. And I had to find an illustrator. We found an illustrator who was amazing. That, was, that process was amazing. And we just knocked it out and self-published it. And I, it's literally one of the greatest things I've done. <laughs> I can tell you uh, smile and you I get really I, happy when you talk about it. Of, because he was our boy who wore blue. And if you have multiples, the color is something, you know, when you have these kids. You have all, your whole house is color coded, you know, and um, Hunter was blue or uh, Ethan was blue and Hunter was always green. And he just, it just was. But I, I am actually very proud of that story. It represents his life. The, the illustrations in it are actually real photos that we took as a family throughout our lives. And uh, it just, it has a great message. Literally, I, literally it channels Ethan. Like, just live your best life. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. So it was really, really nice to get to meet Stacey Chapin face-to-face. Just an amazing, lovely woman. Um so classy and just so strong you can tell they were a really strong family before this happened and they're still really strong and um it was a privilege to get to talk to her you should check out um ethansmile.org 
ethansmile.org. That is the website for her foundation. Um, you can donate money there. It goes to scholarships in Ethan's name. She's also got the children's book that she wrote. There's a link to how to buy that on the website. Um, and I think it's a really worthwhile cause. Uh, and it, it's just, you know, nice to see her be able to transfer her grief and pain into something so positive. And even though this is still so fresh for her and, and her family. So I just want to thank Stacy, And um, it meant a lot to me that she took time to talk to me this weekend. So uh, it's good to uh, talk to you guys today. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I, I was a little skeptical of CrimeCon, but it was uh, it, it was worthwhile. I'll probably check it out again for the next one, maybe. So, all right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for spending some time with me to see what I'm up to next. Make sure to tune into News Nation. And if you don't know where to watch us, just go to www.joinnn.com. You drop in your zip code right there on the channel finder, and it'll show you the broadcast channel we're on in your area. And don't forget, we're on all the streamers too. Hulu, Roku, YouTube TV, and we're also on Amazon Alexa and Apple CarPlay. If you have a story you think that I need to know about, then just hit me up on Twitter. I check all my DMs. You can find me there. And I'll catch you next time on News Nation's Enten Across America.